It had been a really long time since I'd pick up a comic book. I remember walking through this bookstore, and on one of the racks, I see an issue of Green Lantern. It's an issue where I remember most of the characters on the cover were, you know, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, most of the members of the Justice League, and they'd all been beaten. And standing on top of them is Sinestro holding a yellow lantern. It's part eight of some giant series that I had not had not read anything about. So I pick it up and I go through some of the pages and I needed to buy it. I read it while I was in the bookstore and then I went back and I got the other issues that were there. As many of the issues as I could to get up to date on the story. And then before I know it, I'm reading every single issue that I can find of Green Lantern. And I remember there's just this majesty, this tapestry to that storyline. And I realized that this has very quickly become one of my favorite characters. And I read the entirety of everything that was put out that was Green Lantern. All because of one issue that I picked up at random at a bookstore. This is The Layman's Guide to the Multiverse. Hello and welcome to Layman's Guide to the Multiverse, where we dive between the panels and break through the fourth wall to answer all of your comic book inquiries. I'm Paulo, and as always, I'm being joined by Ed. Hey, how's it going? Doug. Hey, hey. And as usual, we have Matt, who's going to ask us all of your questions. Hi. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. So we're doing it. Green Lantern. What do you Ooh. got? What do you got? Well, nothing. I have to start. I have to premise this episode off by by saying, this is a character that's very, very near and dear to me. Um, it's the it's the character that got me back into comic books after spending a lot of my kind of childhood not reading comics. Um, as you guys heard me in the intro, I just kind of went on a speech about how I you know, I found it by accident and it's like, I, I, I will do my best to get you to want to read this book. Yeah, no, then that run is one of those things that like, I remember us back in college. I, I, I mean, I couldn't shut up about a lot of the stuff that was happening at the time. Uh, Cause this was what late 2006, early 2007. Uh, no, it was earlier. It was 2004. No, no, no. Well, no. Rebirth was 2004, but I mean, right, right, right. Rebirth about... was two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Rebirth was 2004. But let's let, let like, we're getting we're getting off topic. We're starting off a little too soon, but Matt, what do you what do you, what do you have the question? You know nothing about Green Lantern, right? No, nothing. You know what I? I only know about Green Lantern because um, I used to go to a bunch of uh, wrestling events, and there's this one guy that always wear a Green Lantern shirt. I'm like, what the heck is that logo? So, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I mean, let's let's start from the top, man. What 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 exactly is the a Green Lantern in the first place? I mean, I see them all the time at Walmart. They don't seem all that special. <laughs> well, what a Green Lantern is like, like you're, you're familiar with like like a light source is. It's like that, but it's green. 
<laughs> if only it were that if only it were that simple. All right. So <laughs> are you a big sci-fi fan or no? Uh yeah, I'd say so. All right. So a Green Lantern is in DC Comics considered the one of the most powerful weapons in the universe. Uh and it all it is is a green ring that is connected to a central power battery that is located on a in the center of the galaxy in a planet called Oa and the universe, excuse you. Yeah, I'm sorry. The center of the universe. (laughs) And what it does is it pretty much grants the person who's wielding it, the ability to create light constructs of anything that they can imagine. As long as they have enough willpower to create it. No, that that's all. That's all it does. That's all it is. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a magic ring that grants all your wishes. I mean, more or less, like you can create just about anything with the ring. It's just, it, you have to be able to have enough willpower to do it. You yeah. have to will and, whatever it is into existence. It's true. And uh, it, it's sound, you're wondering like, what what exactly do you mean by willpower? Um, One of the ways that uh, it's often described is sort of like a, a type of focus and um, uh how was it? Is this a green arrow or something? I think once put yes. on the ring and said it felt like, uh, he was no no. Kyle was uh, early in one of the Green Lantern's careers. He was saying that using the ring felt like he had uh, was. Oh, I am I am messing this up entirely. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know exactly <laughs> what scene you're talking about. It's yeah. it's somewhere it's somewhere in the middle of rebirth, and we'll we'll actually get there. Yeah. Um, because Green Arrow, if you're not familiar with it, really, I can't say it has nothing to do with Green Lantern. Because uh, Green Arrow and, and one of the Green La- and one of the Green Lanterns are, are very good friends. But there's, it, it's a scene to show you just like what a, really what a regular guy would need to do to do anything with this ring. Hmm. So the, I mean, the, you you got to be a pretty strong-willed person, I would assume, if exactly. you need the ability yes. to will things. Okay. So, in, in so fact, if you put it on me or you, it probably won't work out too good. Well, one of one of the main things that happens is so the ring chooses the wielder. So there's um, there's a the the ring itself is pretty much just like a alien supercomputer, uh, that picks its wielder based on the ability to overcome great fear, mm. and that in turn uh kind of translate into the ability to actually wield the ring itself so they do say like the 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 ring itself the constructs the strength of the constructs are based on how like your own feelings your own kind of ability to to gather your feelings within your yourself will. yeah your will pretty much exactly you can create anything from like shields swords guns um, giant fists, giant fists. mecha robots, uh-huh. mecha, yeah, mecha robots, uh, entire and... cities. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for... yeah, but for... I mean, to your point though, Paula. So, so you're mentioning before, it's like a supercomputer of sorts. So it's not, it's not magical. It's technical. Oh, so see, that's the interesting part about that. So, the first Green Lantern in DC continuity is actually a magical ring. Uh, yes. It was wielded by. A uh, man called Alan Scott. I think what was the year? 1940? 1941, maybe. Yeah, something like that. It was nineteen forty-one. Yeah, Superman and, only only predates him by like a couple years. Yeah, he he's he's actually almost as old as, as Superman. So 
he's been around forever and he's still around. <laughs> Literally. It's just that he's not. No, but the thing is, he is not the Green Lantern that everybody recognizes as Green Lantern. Uh, The Green Lantern that everybody's recognized as a Green Lantern is Hal Jordan, who has been around since um, 1959. Yeah, they changed it. They changed the premise of the Green Lantern story to be more of a science fiction kind of space cop story. Mm -hmm. So so just just to go back to a really super basic question. So, I mean, I guess the whole supercomputer ring being called a Green Lantern, I guess that just is kind of something that just stuck around since the Alan Scott days. Well, no. So one of the things that they did was they established the difference between the Alan Scott character and the Hal Jordan character mm-hmm. by giving this character a whole a whole mythology in and of himself. So it, it starts very basic where uh, he gets his power from a dying alien. So what, what ends up happening is his the original Green Lantern of the uh, the sector 2814, which is our sector Earth, crash lands on Earth. Um, mm-hmm. Earth is known as like a backwater planet. Everybody laughs at humans because we're a bunch of savages, which is not wrong. <laughs> and, and what ends up happening is he dies. Abin Sur is dying. So he sends the ring to find a replacement because the ring needs to find a replacement because you cannot have a sector of space not protected. Right. right. And so, there are 3,600 uh, space sectors um, charted uh, by... Uh, the Guardians, which we'll get to, who founded the core, and so there is one Green Lantern for each sector. So throughout the universe, there are thirty six hundred Green Lanterns. When uh, the concept of the new Green Lantern with Hal Jordan formed, right? That's something that they establish as they as you find out about the powers that the ring has, the limitations that the ring has, because the ring is not all powerful. It has limitations. When Hal Jordan gets the ring, he finds out that he can't affect anything that's yellow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh... Caution tape, not getting past that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) My one weakness, curses. Yeah. What's what's even what's even funnier about that is the the original the ring that Alan Scott wears, which is the the magical Green Lantern ring, which is Mm -hmm. its own thing. Yes. Its biggest weakness is wood. Yeah, man. Really? Yes. Yeah, so, so like a baseball yeah, bat really. could do some serious damage to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally stop aircraft carriers and nukes and, and lasers. But if that you, aircraft carrier has You come out the, you come the guy with a toothpick. Like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Taking his eyes out. Oh, man. I, I could just imagine now you're at the Legion of Doom, you know, <laughs> like, let's go to Lowe's. we got to take that as Green Lantern guy. <laughs> they bought this guy. <laughs> Or alternatively, got a two by four. <laughs> uh, no, but it's actually funny that I mentioned. Can... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Man. Sorry. No, no, no. It's funny that I mentioned Solomon Grundy because uh, Solomon Grundy was originally uh, Alan Scott's biggest foe, and that that's actually why his uh, his the, the the weakness to wood exists uh, was was to give this guy with you know a magical ring that could do anything a weakness against this giant hulking being. You know what I mean? Right. And so when they reestablished the concept of Green Lantern and made it sci-fi, uh, they decided they needed another superfluous and abstract weakness that is ridiculous on its face. Hal Jordan's <laughs> greatest weakness is a banana. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Don't come at me with that banana. <laughs> ring, ring, How is ring, he going to combat ring. his greatest foe? Potassium deficiency. The funniest part about that is there's a scene in um, All-Star Batman 
that we, we we have to bring up because all star batman so and robin great. oh yeah is... all star batman and robin the boy wonder uh say the whole thing it's like a tribe called quest <laughs> <laughs> no that book is written by by frank miller and frank yes. miller is known for just being a complete just whack um, ba- yeah basket case okay I'm, this, is, this is the only time this is the only time you're gonna hear me defend this guy he is known for like two stories and they're considered quote-unquote perfect i think he caught lightning in a bottle twice but uh Three that's times. a whole nother, that's a whole nother topic. Wait, wait, what's, wait, the wait he, what's the third? Uh, I said he's two. Run on Daredevil. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait a second. Yes. Is he the guy behind the goddamn Batman? Yes. That's exactly yes. who we're talking about. Ah. The exact story we're talking about. Yeah. Nice. It, it was not a good story, but this was a great scene. Oh, the, the, the story's <laughs> a train wreck, but keep going. So, Batman just, if Batman's going to meet Hal Jordan in, um, in, in like a, like a, an apartment building. Apartment complex, yeah. Yeah. And, they, him and Robin, take the time to <laughs> they take all day, cover, all day to <laughs> cover the apartment in yellow paint, paint themselves yellow, and when Hal Jordan gets there, they offer him lemonade. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> it's great! Like, and not just the walls. I mean, every single surface of everything in the apartment, including oh themselves. Yeah, they're, they're this, dripping. They're dripping with paint. Is this like 1960s, like, you know, oh. G. Golly Willikers Batman? No, or... this is oh, no. 2000s. This, no. this is like 2008, like, oh or 2007. Like, <laughs> I think the, the part that kills me about that is, so the, the yellow impurity, as it's, as it's called, is like the weakness of the Green Lanterns. Um, it's one of the things that, like, they make it a point to let you know that it's weak against yellow. And you think, this is so dumb. Like, yeah. Why? Why you make something that's that's weak like yellow? Like what? Yeah, but it's, I mean, such, it's such I mean, an odd concept. Because think about it, Green Lantern is the only superhero that can get stopped dead in his tracks by a rainbow. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> well, we'll get into that because there's so one of the things that we have to talk about. But it, it's first we have to establish the baseline of the character is. Oh, there there are more rings. There are more colors. There are more colors. Yeah. There, the, the rainbow is a thing. Yeah. Oh. Take take your pick, bruh. <laughs> but, no, but really, um, it, it gets kind of ridiculous. Um, yeah. in a good way. Like it, it, it's right. a lot of fun. Well, well, I guess we can get to that in a bit. Um, yeah. So, so as you're saying, so so there's more than one Green Lantern. Um, talking Hal Jordan. Now he was he was the one that uh, Deadpool. I mean Ryan Reynolds played in, in the movie from like what 2012 was that? Yes. Um, I don't remember the year, but yes, he was perfect casting for Hal Jordan. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Uh, 2011, I believe that movie came out. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that movie. It's fantastic. And you should pause this and go watch this. We'll wait. Oh, man, I you got them so good. Sarcasm. <laughs> i honestly haven't seen that movie no, no um, so it, that's one of those things man like i don't even i've seen that movie i don't remember a thing about it except that i watched it it was not good it's not a good thing to be but it has made it out to be but it's just it's just not good either it's just very generic and the cgi looks like it's from like the early 2000s late 90s even though it's a modern movie sliders may or may not be better Oh man, don't don't you be smirch uh, sliders. I love sliders. <laughs> oh, I love that show so much. Oh, uh, man. But um yeah, so anyway though, but um I'm thinking um pff, who who comes after Hal Jordan? Um cuz the only other one I know of is the um 
is is the one from the from the cartoon. cartoon. I think his name is John Stewart, but wasn't there one before him? Uh, uh yes. Uh, uh Guy, Gardner. Guy Gardner. Ah, okay. What was his deal? Because I well, the thing is, know is nothing that we on have him. to take a break because Paulo's PC forced him to update. <laughs> All right, and we're back. Um, so yeah, so uh, we left off. We just started talking about uh, Guy Gardner. So uh, what can you tell me about him? He's got the greatest haircut ever. That is true. Uh, he's got the sweetest jacket ever. <laughs> I want to look up a picture of him right now. <laughs> you should. Um, whoa, 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 you know that they, jacket uh... is it has grown on me over the decades. <laughs> it's pretty, it's oh my sweet. god! Okay, you know you know what's really funny about this. That he looks like you know a grown-up really Dennis the this? Menace. That and, oh my uh, god! He looks like a grown-up ginger no. Dennis the Menace. We'll we'll leave a uh, picture in the description of what we're talking about here. No, no, no. Um, I didn't realize that he had a bowl cut, yeah. like for real. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, oh, yeah, it's, no, it's the sweetest haircut. No, because I, I a real thing. I I went to a couple of comic uh, conventions and I I saw a guy you know dressed up as Guy Gardner with a bowl cut, and I'm like. Oh, look at that guy in his like you know mid thirties rocking a bowl cut. Or the weirdo. No, <laughs> he was he was doing it actually. He was doing a character justice. <laughs> now it makes sense. Yeah. The worst part is Guy Gardner is probably the the character that we can most skip over because he's probably done the least. Eh, he got knocked out by Batman in one punch. It was beautiful. I think, I think most of us would get knocked out by Batman in one punch. Yeah, but most of us don't have the most powerful weapon in the universe on our hands. <laughs> and, most of us, and most of us didn't talk shit for an entire like run on Justice League. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? That's the other thing, too. I'm looking at some other pictures of him. He does give off a very bro vibe. Oh, he, <laughs> he is. is. He is the epitome of the bro. I don't see oh, it. That, that, really that man summons Wolverines with his, uh, with his ring. <laughs> <laughs> saying that he's so saying that he's he's a bro might not be the right terminology, especially like because he he's not like a, a backwards visor like a backwards visor wearing like sunglasses wearing douchebag. He's that like late eighties, early nineties, like bar like frat boy douchebag. You know what I mean? Oh my god, yes. Yeah, he is, but... he is the epitome of a frat boy. With yeah, I think the takeaway though is he is a huge douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> he is at one point he calls himself Guy Gardner Warrior. And that's like after he lo- he doesn't have his ring anymore. He look, so that that's a whole nother thing. They 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 essentially tried to uh, reinvent the character because uh, giving people the ability to morph their body parts into guns was super big. Or like, just morph their body parts in general in in the nineties was a big thing. Like remember uh, the yeah, yeah, Secret World of Alex Mack? Like <laughs> they, turned, yes. they turned him into her, they turned him into her essentially. They were like, oh, his his. His DNA got spliced with an alien at some point, and now we can just turn his hands into guns, right? That's the 90s. So, it's cool. Everybody's got guns. It's good times. So his power was more he can morph himself using the green. Um, eventually. Eventually. Uh, gotcha. That's what he becomes after he loses his ring. Yeah. And they, they basically try and keep the character, but just completely change his powers. He's not a Green Lantern at that point. So, so if Alan Scott was the original and Hal was the reboot, is Guy Gardner the new Coke of the Green Lanterns? Uh, yes, because he was around and then uh, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, it wasn't, was that he, it wasn't that he wasn't. It was just that 
he was terrible. Yeah. And everybody hated him. So they decided yeah. to oh, hit him with a bus. Hated him. They hit him with they a bus. They decided to put him in a coma and hit him in a bus because buses Because it was yellow. yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and he was walking across the street. It was like, murp, murp. <laughs> and he tried to and, use and the ring. Were... <laughs> oh my god, he so suffered like... the same. He suffered the same fate as the as the bad as the bad uh, girl from uh, from Bad Girls. George. <laughs> 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 No, Mean Girls, Mean Girls. Yeah, I know, but oh god, Guy Gardner's the Regina George at the DCU. Oh my god! (laughs) Quick aside, quick aside. Tell me, tell me that Mean Girls wouldn't be like, or I'm not saying it'd be a better movie, but tell me you don't want a remake of Mean Girls with uh, the Predator in the Regina George spot. (laughs) (laughs) like it's the same movie it's the same movie just regina george is the predator only only, make yeah stop trying to make shoulder lasers happen they're only 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 if jesse the body's the principal Ooh. Oh, oh, I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Guys, what are we doing with this podcast when this idea is out there? <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, sell this to Warner Brothers new... <laughs> before, before this gets released. Oh, you can go to our new Patreon page. You can, you can become a patron and help us fund this movie. <laughs> oh, so, God. All right, all right, all right. Before we lose, we lose track and continue with this, Guy Garner gets hit by a bus. Because <laughs> it's yellow, and the ring oh, don't work. So they need a replacement for the replacement. I so just they... have this. I just have this image in my head of the Guardians of the Universe being like, "Well, this dumb ginger got hit by a bus. What do we do now?" <laughs> so, all right. Before we before we even do that, we got to touch on the people who technically created the rings very very they, loosely. They there's these little blue people called the guardians of the universe and they've completely devoided themselves of all emotion and and stuff like that and they decided that you know we're gonna police the universe with this these special space rings and people are gonna be chosen and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff sounds like a good time it sounds like a good time for everybody yeah that sounds like a good time for everybody right so like we're giving you the the fast and loose version of the the green lantern history because we get into it later Because yeah. we get into it later. Um, we're just talking about who these people are. We're so, giving you the setup so you, like all of this makes sense later. Yes. So the Guardians of the Universe are technically important. They're like the sheriffs. They're the, the Raymond Holtz. Oh, they're only technically important. They're only the Guardians of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys protect everything, but fuck them. You know? They, don't, they, don't they only matter. protect the universe. <laughs> they don't do shit. They stand there. They stand there. These little blue guys with like ridiculous hairstyles. These ridiculous white hairstyles. And they're just big going foreheads. Around, they're big they're breaking foreheads. protocol. They're, like, they're, a bunch of, they're a bunch of tiny blue uh, wharfs from... <laughs> I see see more like space bureaucrats. I was about to say, they sound like Vorgons from Hitchhiker's Guide because they love bureaucracy. Oh, but they are so (laughs) bureaucratic, though. So bureaucratic. Whatever. So they they decide that Earth needs, or rather, I should say, the sector requires another backup because Hal's not able to be Green Lantern all the time. Uh, Guy gets hit by a bus. So... (laughs) That's where they introduced the character of Jon Stewart, not to be confused with The Daily Show Jon Stewart, but Jon oh, Stewart. Wish, I wish. <laughs> no, nah, man, I like Jon Stewart. Do you ever look at a Green Lantern ring? 
on on weed. weed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Stewart is the 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 character you've ever watched. Ahead, the Justice sorry. League cartoon. Yeah, yeah that's, what I was about that's to say. one that a lot of people would be most familiar with because yes. people who have not read the comics, uh, he is basically the Green Lantern that they use for the cartoon. Everything and else, a lot of the series. Yeah, I mean, even right now, he's the Green Lantern that's in um, the current Justice League run. Yeah, he is, mm. isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. They're, they they pretty much the lineup that they currently have in Justice League is the Justice League from Justice League Unlimited, from the yeah, cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So. No. Um, so John's year, important. Yeah, like what what year was he introduced as a Green Lantern? Uh, seventy one, uh, I believe. It was either seventy one or seventy three, I believe. Hold on, let me just I, now now you got me questioning my knowledge. Pretty sure I uh, I think Wikipedia is telling me seventy one. Yeah, I mean that that sounds about right. I like because yeah. I, again I forget if it's seventy one or seventy three. I know it's the early seventies that they rolled they they rolled out John. No, it's um, literally it's literally January December January seventy one and seventy two. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, I, I wasn't he, sure. I wasn't sure if they just created him for the cartoon or something. I didn't realize he went that far back. No, he he. All these characters go back a long way, and that's one of the things way, that we have to talk about. Like it's they go way back. The the believe it or not, Green Lantern didn't get like the like where it is now till about maybe 2004. Yeah. 2004 is when rebirth came out. So that's when it kind of exploded. Yeah, um, sure. Gre- Gre- but there, there was green lantern was a major character in the DC universe, but like he didn't really do much. So like no, how guy no, John, they were like the main three green lanterns, the ones that they always talked about. And they had their cast of characters, you know, Abin Sor, who was the green lantern before Hal, who died to give Hal his ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sinestro, who is mm-hmm. the, the character who was Hal Jordan's mentor and then becomes his greatest villain. Um, with a name like Sinestro, my God! Oh, right, yeah, my gosh! <laughs> who would have thought he'd be evil? <laughs> with a name like Sinestro and a guy who looks like a a tall, uh, skinny magenta Hitler, uh, <laughs> I'd argue he looks know, more like who could Come on, what's that? Yes, I'm, I'm looking him up right now. Um, he looks like a like an orange Salvador Dali. I was <laughs> you, mean, you mean magenta? He's... I was yeah. going to go with an evil space uh, John Waters. Ooh, yes, ooh, there you like go. That. Yeah, ooh. that's good. Zap. <laughs> ooh, I think we're I think we're just done. Good night, everybody. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no. So Sinestro, Sinestro, like we said, becomes Green Lantern's greatest villain, and he like Sinestro actually like he's a villain throughout most of his run, like from the from from the beginning where we don't we, he's his mentor, he's his um the guy who teaches him how to be a Green Lantern. Uh, also to, uh, note, to the point where he Hal actually is the one who brings him down. It's That's, true. I was gonna say uh, also to note, um, because it's kind of important. Uh Abin Sir, the alien who died to, oh, to yeah, and then and gave gave Hal his ring, or the, mm-hmm. the ring I guess chose him. Um right. his partner was Sinestro. Right. That actually gets retconned, actually. So he's no oh, longer don't... his partner. Um in they the, were just the, really they were really close then, weren't they? They they were. They were actually best friends and uh Abensor was his mentor. Mm, there it is. So mm. Aben, Abensor taught Sinestro how to wield the ring the same way mm. that Sinestro taught Hal Jordan how to wield the ring. And right. not only that, but Sinestro was also in the kind of the prophecies in the Book of Oa, which is the 
kind of the book where the guardians keep track of all of their, you know, everything that's happened in the green lantern core. Um, he's prophesized to be the greatest green lantern of all time of all time. Exactly. Mm. Um, and also, how far the mighty fall. The, if you've ever seen super friends, he's a part of the Legion of doom. One of the, one of the movies that I recommend a lot of people watch is don't watch the shitty green lantern movie that came out. Oh, excuse um, you. It's, it's, the most okay. mediocre thing I've ever watched. It, it besides, is the most mediocre movie. Besides if you season wanna, one of DC Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> if you want to watch a, a decent Green Lantern movie, watch the animated one, Green Lantern First Flight. Ooh, that was pretty good. That was good. Like I, I That movie actually does a great job of retelling the, the first adventures of Hal Jordan and how he discovers that Sinestro is a uh, despot dictator in his sector and that oh. he controls his, uh, his sector by fear and oh, no. just is a giant fucking douchebag. <laughs> With a name like that Sinestro, so who would have guessed? sinister of him. My God. <laughs> My Lord, that's Sinestro. So sinister. Oh, you know, this is uh, just a very brief little factoid that I found interesting is uh, that I noticed uh, Sinestro wields his ring on the left hand, whereas most uh, wield it on the right. And the term sinister is Latin for left handed. Ooh, is it really? Yeah. Huh. That's actually kind of interesting. Kind of cool. I like it. Yeah. Just I had to throw that in there. There I mean, that's, go, that's literally that's the whole point of that. They they want to make sure that you're like, oh, look at that. You Sinestro is so evil. You get it? He's he's so bad. He's so evil. There you go, folks. Don't trust lefties. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that is how the term Sinister became what it is today, is that there was that huge stigma in the past against people who were left-handed. They thought it was uh, like a, a sign that they were, you know, of the devil. Nice. Yeah, That's... human beings are great at finding ways to hate people. We really are. <laughs> How dare you be slightly different than me? I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, uh. we... let's not get off track. So, like we were saying, like there's a lot of characters that get introduced during this time. You know, there's the character of William Hand, who is just this kind of crazy dude who discovered a um, a little device called like a cosmic wand, and he's able mm -hmm. to absorb. Um, the energies of the Green Lantern ring. He becomes the villain known as Black Hand. All right. So Black Hand, Sinestro. Well, what uh, oh, is Black Hand's deal? Uh, Black Hand, he, he, he likes, he wants to absorb, he commits crimes. He's got an obsession with death. And oh, does he? he? Yes. Very big <laughs> he obsession with crimes. death. He's a bad guy who commits crimes. Yeah, it's a bad guy who commits crimes. Exactly. <laughs> no, but like I said, like this, like I'm giving you the fast, quick version. Of course, of because course. truth is, all of this is built up to like some major, major events that actually affect the everything. story of DC Comics in general. Yeah, like it, it's not even just like Green Lantern stories; it changes the the cosmology of DC as a whole. Good work. Um, so William Hand is just like your basic run-the-mill villain they're all the again jobbers like like mm -hmm. so so many other villains that we have um yeah i mean almost all of greenlanders villains except for sinestro were jobbers I, it's that's the truth i um, mean is it like the sort of thing where he's just like such a powerful character like pretty much everybody becomes a jobber by default no he's boring that's the problem they, yeah. they, he was not very interesting up until where we're where we're getting at Mm -hmm. Yeah, I th I, th I think we could dive into that. I mean, you know, sure. I was gonna say one of, one of Hal's biggest problems with uh, you know, he, you you've got a ring that can do anything, right? And, and all you need to do is think about it. Mm -hmm. 
this guy just decides this guy and anvils and just yeah. generic objects yeah. Hal, he, he was very unimaginative with it yeah hal decides he'd rather punch you in the like he, he would punch a room full of people in the face and then instead of t- instead of walking the 30 feet it would take to punch you in the face he'd use the ring to make a giant fist to punch you in the face <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a running joke with him it's like oh it's really just like a fist and, uh, punches every solves his problem with fists all the time but yeah the thing is is but going back to what paul is saying is the issue that almost all of the green lanterns had um was that they had no real personalities especially how no it's the truth like they don't they they didn't do much up until they decided to pull probably one of in my opinion, one of the greatest villain turns. Yeah, heel turn. Yeah, one of the best heel turns oh, it's, ever. It's, it's literally like like Hulk Hogan turns heel on WCW levels. Like it's it's great. Um, so we should probably get into that, which is happened in I believe ninety four. Uh, Emerald Twilight into yes. New Dawn. Um, ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, and Zero Hour, which yeah. is was the big event that it culminated in, and. So what happened is during the uh, right after Superman died in the comics, uh, there was a uh, introduction of four characters who were kind of like new Superman. Um, And one of them, of course, the one known as Cyborg Superman uh, wasn't Superman. Neither of the other three, but that's not the point. But the point is Cyborg Superman um, went on to team up with this uh, alien dictator, Mongol. Uh, to uh, destroy Hal's home city, uh, Coast City, uh, and killed uh, seven million people. Ooh, dick move! Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Dick move. Not a cool thing. Oh no. man. So how seven, seven million people just get bl- incinerated? Yeah, and, and like and the Hal's city mad. destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's and, not. He's uh, not mad. He's not no, mad. Okay, he, he kind of snaps. snaps. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, he snaps. He tries to recreate the city and its inhabitants with his ring. Like, he he loses it. And his ring runs out of charge. He can't maintain it. And he gets mad. And so then the Guardians show up. And he's like, hey, you guys need to give me more power so I can, you know, keep this city going. And they're like, no, not only are we not going to do that, um, <laughs> you literally broke our biggest rule don't use the ring for self-gain. Uh, we're taking your ring. And <laughs> oh, boy. He's like, he's like, oh, yeah? Uh, <laughs> Over my dead body. Well, yeah. And uh, also <laughs> the dead bodies of many other Green Lanterns. He goes, <laughs> oh, he goes, on, he goes on a rampage, uh, if you will. He's, he's yeah, I think ra- rampage, is, ra- rampage is the better word. I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a murder spree because he doesn't kill everybody. Oh, he kills a lot of them. Come on. He kills, he kills a lot of Green Lanterns. No, like, mur- murder spree is not, uh, not an understatement. It's pretty, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> but, but I assume he must be like, you know, taking their rings and does their yeah. powers, no? Yeah, he was taking oh, okay. the rings along the way. Uh, yeah. And he was carving a pass straight to Oa to the central power battery to steal the power of all of the Green Lanterns. Dude, those rings need some like two factor authentication or something. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get the Google app on your phone to be a Green Lantern. <laughs> well, so so okay, one of the things of notes is we we also have to you have to have to bring up the topic that at this point Sinestro has is a prisoner of 
Oa. So like they've locked him inside of the central power battery to kind of keep him from continuing to be evil. Uh, a major yeah. evil, evil, so to speak, Sinister. because like he just, he just <laughs> keeps like Hal keeps beating him and he just keeps coming back. It's also worth noting that at this point, Sinestro has created a power ring uh, from the antimatter universe that is yellow in its powers. Yes, it was actually created by the Cordian uh, uh, weapon masters, but yes, I was going to say the the weaponer of Cord of uh, the the weaponers of Cord um, created his ring. Once he was booted from the Green Lantern Corps, he was uh, I forget if he went on his own accord or if he was he was just exiled there. He was exiled. Yeah, Mm. so he he gets exiled to the antimatter. And of course, their ring. Yeah, and of course, their ring is yellow, so that's kind of uh, a big deal when uh, you can't stop anything yellow. Yeah. Not even a bus. <laughs> no, no, especially a bus. No, no. What's even worse is that all Sinestro does now is just make buses, and he beats Hal to death with them. <laughs> like your dumb ginger friend. Uh, so, so Hal, Hal's on this murder spree on his way to Oa, and I know I said I said murder spree is not the right word, but yes, no, it's murder, a murder spree is totally the right word. That's what I said. <laughs> he is just taking, yeah, making stops and just thoroughly wrecking everybody's shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Giant fists, giant, just yeah. boring giant planes, and he's killing everybody <laughs> with them. Yeah, and the Guardians <laughs> had the brilliant idea of sending one or two lanterns at a time after him. <laughs> yeah, no, don't over. just don't send the entire core. Just send like one or two. You've got thirty six thousand lanterns. Let's send them two at a time. Well, they definitely <laughs> send like a handful of them at them at one because there's there's definitely a scene where they 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 like there's like the last line of defense, mm. and he fights at least a couple dozen. Yeah, but that's after he'd already collected like twenty rakes. <laughs> Shut up! I mean... <laughs> oh, man. So he Activate gets the to... emergency measures. Yeah. Get the okay, yellow okay. Crayola crayon. Hold on, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're getting to. He gets to Oa, and he's just like, "All right, like, yo, it's good, you little blue bitches." <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. We got, we got you. one more guy. <laughs> one more." <laughs> And what do they do is they decide that they're going to give Sinestro back his fucking ring and make him fight Hal Jordan. Oh, there's, there's a huge reveal. They open up the power battery and out walks Sinestro. And he's like, yo, it's good. He's going to shock the world. Exactly. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, making a, he's making a fucking, he's going from heel to, what the fuck is it? I'm sorry. I'm just baby, right baby face. Yeah, he was just baby, baby face for like, a, for like a couple seconds there. Yeah, a couple seconds. Couple he seconds. Has such a baby face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because that's how long it takes minutes. him to give him, give him, give him. You know, he he lasted quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, a couple minutes because that's how long it takes for <laughs> Hal Jordan to snap his fucking neck. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. he he beats him down like a red. Like he, I was gonna say he beats him like a redheaded stepchild, which is a really insensitive. Uh, to a redheads and then b guy gardner who's recovering in a hospital because he was hit by a bus Um, (laughs) (laughs) he he beats him like a magenta skin stepchild (laughs) okay he does he does how dare you be insensitive to magenta skin people sir i'm just i'm just imagining guy gardner sitting in a hospital bed hearing what you're saying going no cool bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah no so hal jordan how Jordan just it's, he he oh, he sends Sinestro to Dick Kick City like he just <laughs> he, 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 he kicks his dick in the dirt and just breaks his neck like what's good you stupid little blue bitches you're next like <laughs> oh, uh, so, so 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 how the hell do they even stop uh, how they don't, if, if they, don't. they don't oh shit. 
they don't, he wins. Yeah, he, he, takes, he, he takes the, the power central power battery. power battery. Yeah, he gets the power of the entire cores. And so imagine how powerful Green Lantern was already. He had this weapon that created anything he wanted through willpower and imagination. And there's thirty and there's thirty six hundred Green Lanterns. So he takes the entire power battery. So he at this point is a, like a god. He has the power of over thirty six hundred Green Lanterns. Oh damn! Uh, he's also wearing baller ass armor at this point. Too. Yeah, no, he 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 gets this baller suit of armor and starts calling himself Parallax. Damn. And like he just becomes probably one of the the biggest villains in the DC universe as a result mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, he um, tries to reset time. <laughs> oh, sh- Nikes. Yeah, he he was like, if I no, can't, go ahead. Okay, no, no, go ahead. No, he's pretty much like, if I can't, if if I can't even use these rings for personal gain, I might as well just, or no, not even. I want to say that he does recreate like uh, Co City, and it's it's uh, all he, up and running because of his power. But he's like, wait, if I can just do this with my power, why can't I just reset time and make it so Co City never was never destroyed. And yeah, that's this a, that's leads a... into a conflict with all the heroes of Earth because they're like, hey, you know, don't fuck with time. And it's he's like, like well, uh, I don't know. I already fucked with the space cops of uh, <laughs> you know, the universe. Yeah, so, there are no more uh, space cops because of me. I am the space cop. Yeah. So <laughs> I am uh, the law. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, I'm, a, I'm a little past bargaining here, guys. <laughs> so, OK, fine. So he becomes this big fucking villain. And. All of a sudden, Hal Jordan's an interesting character. So DC decides, you know what? We can make Green Lantern a little bit more interesting. One Guardian survives. and One, one singular one. One singular Guardian survives. Uh, with one the sweetest who actually haircut, took by a name. Yes, amazing haircut. Um, <laughs> by the name of Gambit. It, seriously. No, so this one Guardian survives by the name of Gambit, and he hides on Earth. And so he goes to this guy, this cartoonist that's walking out drunk from a bar. What's even funnier is the, the freaking guardians look like Muppets in robes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in a garbage so he, can, drunk this drunk art cartoonist comes stumbling out of, out of the back of a bar into an alleyway. And this Muppet pops up and he's like, bro, here's this ring. Save the earth. <laughs> Save the universe. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, what Gantt said to him is, you'll have to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no no and, and like i'm joking like I, i'm I'm playing it up for comedic effect that like here here comes this this guy kind of down on his luck who's stumbling into into an alleyway into a bar like, out of a bar that's kind of important though yeah that is that is kind of important actually yeah. uh but no so we we we're not there just yet so we're talking about like this is a new green lantern that gets introduced mm-hmm. um this is the i think the, the last, last green lantern because the thing is, is that Gantt used the last of his power to forge one final ring. That's right. And, <laughs> and he's like, good luck, buddy. See you later. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, the birth of my favorite Green Lantern. Um, and granted, you, you not, the, not the most, yeah, I was going to say not the greatest origin story. Um, you know, guy had to take a piss in an alley and... Uh, like just you'll have to do Muppet just imagine this scene this drunk fucking guy coming out of a bar and take a piss and this blue Muppet just pops out like, hello you, you look like you can be a new superhero <laughs> <laughs> it isn't easy being Green Lantern <laughs> it's not easy being a Green Lantern <laughs> 
Oh, that is how we're going to imagine the Guardians from now on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, and this is the birth of Kyle Rayner. Well, he was already bearer. birthed. He was a human at that point. <laughs> well, I'm saying the torchbearer. That's what they call yeah. him. Right. He, yeah, he's right. the guy who freaking the last Green Lantern at this point. Yeah. He's, he's the In the entire Cruz universe. And, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. There you go. There you go. I was just no, going to no, say. I'll... But I was just gonna say, hit by a bus so someone else can talk. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so he is the last Green Lantern in the universe. He's gifted with this ring. Um, now his ring has some special advantages because it's the last one. And yes, um, for instance, um, he does have to recharge it, but it always seems to keep a bit of a charge, so he never just like runs out of energy completely. Um, and he has no weakness to yellow. Whoa! Was, that, was yeah. that right off the bat, or yeah, right off? No, we no, find no. Out. right off the bat. They they, they talk about that later. They explain because, that uh, in uh, shortly after he debuts, he uh, fights Mongol, um, who has yellow skin. Yes, he's uh, a giant su- yellow, yellow yeah. muscle bound. Right, and man. Superman shows up uh, because Mongol's a really powerful guy, and yeah, yeah. so him and Green Lantern take down uh mongol together and so superman is then like okay uh first off who are you and he's like i'm green lantern and he's like you're not the one i know and he's <laughs> like, like well i'm kind of new to this and he's like okay and secondly how did your ring even work on him uh it's not supposed to work against anything because yellow, everybody right? knows you can't affect yellow yeah and, and and the thing is is kyle didn't kyle didn't know that, <laughs> yeah, that ring was no supposed clue. to have the weakness he was like oh that's news to me but yeah I, I don't have any issue with yellow why would i have a problem with a color <laughs> Isn't that dumb? One of, one of the nice things about Kyle Rayner was that he, uh, because he was a comic book artist, uh, it's kind of like a bit, a little bit of wish fulfillment for the person who was drawing him. He, right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, oh my God! Like he, he did not create his constructs like to be boring. Like so. No. So for example, like no, uh, Hal no, Jordan, like we said, giant fist. He, let, you know, Hal Jordan's boring as fuck with his constructs. Like, not gonna lie. Um, Guy Gardner is a bro, so he just makes stupid, douchey constructs. <laughs> like Natty Ice, bro, get it right. yeah, like a frat boy. But like one of the things that they say is like he, his aura is always on fire because like the, you do have a green aura that surrounds you in your Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. Um, John Stewart is a architect slash um, former marine. I former believe. marine. So his constructs they seem to like. They build from the outs from the inside out. Like you can see how, like when his constructs get created, they they are solid constructs. Like they are they are of the most solid that you could ever make because he builds them from the from the outside from the inside out. Right. Uh, yes, yes. Kyle, they, they would say that his his constructs are like the most complex. Yes, mm. Kyle draws his his constructs. Like Kyle, he's an artist, so like his constructs just flow out of him, mm-hmm. um, which is such a cool thing with 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 the character like that I, I don't know i just i always thought that was cool my area of expertise is not kyle rayner i actually was not reading comic books when kyle rayner was around oh right. dude i i loved this story as a kid so anyway back to back to the story of emerald twilight so how jordan does all of this um indirectly causes the, crea- the, the creation of kyle, kyle rayner and he decides that he is going to pretty much re- reset time and there's a giant crossover called zero hour where 
the DC heroes are doing their best to stop Parallax. Yes. They're doing whatever they can, and it's not good enough. No, it's <laughs> no. not enough. Yeah, it's almost that they can't do it. Um, but they do stop him, if I recall. I forget how. Green Arrow. Yeah, Green Arrow. Yeah, Green Arrow shoots him. That's right. He shoots yeah. his. So, okay, one of the things that we have to bring up is that Green Arrow is actually one of Hal Jordan's best friends, along with Barry Allen, the Flash. Yeah. Uh, and Green Arrow could not believe that Hal best had friend. become. Yeah, his best friend had become this just force of evil this monster this evil murdering man he kind of reminds me of the hurricane from wrestling in your (laughs) well the costume is very similar that's that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah, that guy actually has a green lantern tattoo yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh that makes perfect sense yeah yeah he's a huge comic he's a big he's a big green lantern fan if i recall yes yeah yeah well he does have the tattoo (laughs) and he did rip off parallax's costume yes he did (laughs) he did parallax's was more baller though (laughs) yeah so he stops he stops parallax he shoots him in the chest with an arrow Mm -hmm. um and manages to stop him but at the same time what exactly remind me what exactly happened like the earth something was happening where the sun was shutting off yeah the sun was being extinguished i've i I, by some being i believe and i I don't remember what it was called Mm -hmm. um and he then uh sacrifices himself uh, and uses all of his parallax power to reignite the sun. the sun. Exactly, yeah. So the mm-hmm. body of Hal Jordan just kind of sits in the sun as he sacrifices himself to say, like he he dies heroically again to kind of mm-hmm. just redemption, you know, some redemption. Yeah, some sort, some some art. That, that's and that's one of those things that I love about this this freaking character and about the the whole story of Green Lantern is they do such a great job of really just kind of once this starts everything just kind of starts falling into place with this character and it just becomes so much more interesting where it's a story of redemption it's a story of of personal failings um it's a story uh, on a on a grand scale because like like i mentioned before it affects the entire dc universe from yeah. start to finish and that's one of the reasons why we decided to bring up the actual ring itself because while the ring itself is is truly powerful, it's what the person who wields it can do with it. Um, so you have like a character like Hal Jordan falls to uh, evil who who succumbs to his greatest failings, his fears. You have a character like Sinestro who uses uses it for um, like bringing order in a negative way. You have characters like Guy Gardner and John Stewart who are like they're the soldiers of the story and then you got a character like kyle rayner who wasn't supposed to wield the ring oh which so on, on the same wavelength of what you were just saying what resonates with especially now that i'm older um what resonates with someone like kyle rayner for me here's a guy who's essentially like, like and and i feel like it, it it also will resonate with other people that like if you ever had a job that you just got dropped into and they're like there's no instruction manual figure it out have fun yeah yeah that- he That's is that. A that is that. Ben that is superhero. literally that on a cosmic scale. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, literally, you're I gonna have to do. You're the bring. only person around to figure this out. Yeah. Go fight. Go uh, fight the strongest, the greatest thing at your job, ever. Have fun. Yep. And yeah. like, oh yeah, and uh, I'm giving you this ring, but also now I'm dying. So uh, <laughs> good luck. Bye. <laughs> but yeah. Also, uh, so also Kyle was. Uh, yeah. So Kyle was a Green Lantern for. 
the the only Green Lantern for a decade. But that leads yes. us into what we're going to get into next. And with that, I think it's the time for a break. It's not that good. Fine. You ready? You ready? I'm doing I'm so it. I'm doing ready. it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm so ready. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. I cracked. I oh! forgot it. Oh! Oh! Who worships evil's might? Beware my power. God, I light. suck at this. This is the lamest guide to the multiverse. We're I not a. Really we're like not that. a core. All right, and we're back. All right, glad guys. So, what? I said, glad to be here. Are you? Oh. You, don't, you don't. You don't sound excited to be here. On a scale of one to ten, how happy are you to be here? <laughs> with, 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 with ten being the worst, uh, one being the your ascension to divinity, and five being Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> better, better yet, fish. on a scale of one to thirty-six hundred Green Ooh. Lanterns. Ooh, there you go. And I, I, where we left off. All of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not except for one. Everyone is dead. Are dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but one, that one, uh, Kyle Renner, you said his name was, right? Rainer. Yeah. Rainer. Rainer. Sorry. And uh, he is the Green Lantern that a lot of us grew up on because um, he was the only Green Lantern from 94 to uh, 2004. Uh, well, actually, it's not technically true because um, one Alan of Scott the was that... still alive. What? Alan Scott was still alive. You were saying that he was he was the only Green Lantern. Um, Alan Scott was also still alive. OK, that's fair. But <laughs> well, uh, actually, what I wanted to get into is. Um, actually, you know, what? I'll get into that after that. Let's start with where Kyle began, a complete newbie to being a superhero, literally a guy who was an artist one day and then the next day had the most powerful weapon in the universe. <laughs> Wait, who was also even, still an artist. Before we even get into that, so uh, while this is going on, Guy Garner is still in a hospital bed? Uh, <laughs> I'm a little lost. I wish he just... Now, that's when he got his body morphing powers and became like the mighty morphing... Guy Garner warrior! <laughs> He yeah, even gets like Ultimate Warrior paint style when he yeah, morphs. He does. Oh, <laughs> oh like, he, he's perpetually he is perpetually shirtless. Uh, we're definitely gonna leave a link in the description. We're just gonna leave a bunch of just like Green Lantern. Or, I'm sorry, uh, Guy Gardner costumes, like just 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 links to pictures in the description of this. Like, God, he's got the worst fashion sense in the DC universe. <laughs> or with that bowl cut? No way. Oh, <laughs> like out of way. I still ripped that off a Doc Ock. He's got a dog uh, wig and he died in red. Honestly, though, I, I cannot lie to you. Somehow, that horrendous jacket has really grown on me over the years. Oh, I, don't, man, I, don't, I, I don't hate it, honestly. No, the modernization of the Guy jacket's Gardner's not bad. Head. I'm replacing Guy Gardner's normal head with Doc Ock with the stupid oh. fucking triangle glasses that he has. Oh, I and wish. And the red bowl cut. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, man, the dumb jacket. The, oh, oh, that, that and the dumb jacket. jacket you know, and the Doc Ock arms. 
Let's spend the rest of the episode on that jacket. Where did he get it from, even? I <laughs> uh, uh, created so... it with the ring, but I'm sure it was inspired by something he actually wore. <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm not sure what's worse, that terrible pop collar or those stupid white gloves he wears. Wait, wait, what about his giant space boots? Have you have you seen those? Those stupid wait, green wait. boots he wears? Are they boots or are they booties? No, Ooh. they're like boots. They look like he's wearing green Uggs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> grugs, if you will. Yeah, you're Good right. Grugs. Oh my god. Get grugs. Uh, <laughs> I don't even care. Grugs. <laughs> Kyle's my favorite Killander, but I am okay with just spending the rest of the episode talking about Guy Gardner's fashion. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. We could we could totally jump into how like rebirth, like you know, modernized not only the concept of Green Lantern, but like you know, made changes to the DCU. We could talk about uh what happened to Hal Jordan after he re reignited the sun or all the crazy power feats that Kyle Rayner eventually gets in this decade. Man, screw that. Have you seen Guy Gardner's fashion sense? <laughs> Yo, and the best part is it doesn't change. Oh. He, never changed. he is still wearing that costume. He is. He, they got rid of the bowl cup, but everything else is the same. He still they modernize they they like they they modernized the jacket. It's not as bad, but it's still that jacket. Yeah, now yeah. he's wearing now he wears like a leatherman jacket. You know, you know yeah. what he looks like? He he looks like that kid in elementary school that got a leather jacket because he wanted to be like the Fonz. Oh man. Oh my God. Yes, that is Guy Gardner. That is the of Guy Gardner. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but he has none of like the Fonz's style. Like he goes to hit the jukebox of Fake City, just breaks the glass, starts bleeding. No, because he can will one into existence. There you go. <laughs> he would do that. That's he what would. he would do. He would will he's, a jukebox. He's not into boring. Existence. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. All right. We I'm, need to. I'm going to get, get back. All right. I'm going to get no, back to Kyle now. No more Guy Garner. Let's go to Kyle. <laughs> all right. So Kyle is thrust into the situation. Like, like I said, literally one day pissing in an alley outside a bar. Next day, wielding the most it. powerful weapon in the universe. And uh, he is a complete noob. And but at the same time, he's also a little arrogant at the beginning. Um, you know, he thinks like this is the coolest thing ever because he's, he's he's like an everyman. What would you do if you suddenly were given the most powerful weapon ever that creates anything you can imagine? Not know how to fucking use it. Dumb crap. <laughs> Lots of dumb crap. Right, like, right, but I mean, I guess, I guess being superhero is easier when they're super villains. I'm gonna I fucking guess, bring that if... soda over to me right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So, granted, we would use it in a mundane way that only served ourselves. But no, he he decides to become a hero, and everybody kind of treats him like crap because he's a newbie. Uh, he join. They do. He they do let him join the Justice League because you know he's still Green Lantern, massively powerful. But, <laughs> like I, uh, I guess you could join our super special, awesome superhero club. But uh, I guess <laughs> everybody treats him like a noob, and Wally in particular, uh, Wally West Flash, uh, does yes. not like. Yes. Him. And uh, during his run with the Justice League over the years, it's funny to see how they go from really disliking each other to they becoming hate best each friends other at the start. <laughs> yeah. They hate each other at the start and become very, very close friends because they are they are essentially in the same boat. Yeah, because while like they're, they're to both, take over they're both newer at that job and they and they hate they hate each other for it. Yeah, because while they they're just a reflection of each other. Is that again? I'm sorry, what? Ed? Oh no, I'm I'm saying that they no, like just reflections of each other, right? Oh, uh, Paulo, you are right that they they are essentially reflections of each other. But what I was saying was that um, I want to say Wally was friends with Hal. 
So he's he like, I, I know who Green Lantern is, and you're not him, you fucking scrub. Yeah, yeah. At, at one point, he actually, when they were fighting Parallax, he's like, like you know, I looked up to you. Like I thought of you as Uncle Hal. <laughs> and, oh, you're, you're and you're Parallax my just goes, you know, uh, well, I'm right, and I think in time you'll find that Uncle Hal was right all along. Oof. Oof. Yeah, he, he wasn't, but. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so. He, he, uh, you know, uh, Kyle adapts. He gets experience on the job, so to speak, and he does really come into his own. Um, now, at one point, um, after Parallax uh, redeemed himself, quote unquote, by reigniting the sun, uh, Kyle absorbs the energy from the uh, central power battery that uh, still Hal in had. the sun, if I remember correctly, it was. But no, wasn't wasn't it that he, Jade gave him that power? Uh, not at that's first. Not well, that's something else that I'm thinking. I, I think that's something else. But so I, where where Doug is going, um, yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna like step on your toes here, but um, Kyle Rayner becomes Ion, and he becomes Ion twice, and okay, that's where Doug's my mistake is. The first time, I see. Okay, never mind. Continue. But yeah, so when he absorbs the power. Um, he becomes, uh, Ion, um, and he gains godlike power, uh, like Parallax did. Isn't um, he, like, practically omnisentient at that point? Yeah. yeah. Think of, um, think of Dr. Manhattan from, uh, Watchmen, where he's, he's literally in multiple places mm -hmm. in multiple, like, at, at multiple time. That is actually one of my favorite scenes, uh, from a Green Lantern's book is, uh, it, he was in the justice league um and he's like sitting on a couch in the watchtower and the watchtower alarms start going off um you know incoming alien invasion and he's sitting there on a the couch reading a magazine and like <laughs> superman like wonder woman are like hey we need to get out there and stop that and he's like no i got it covered and they're like what, what are you talking about you're sitting on a couch reading a magazine and he's like yeah <laughs> and i'm also there and uh yeah i just took care of it they're done <laughs> <laughs> they do a double take on them like that monitor duty and they're like yeah he, uh yeah he handled this yeah uh, and uh we need to have a talk about your power level sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's exactly and what happens that 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 is what happens but also kyle finds that like he he can't sleep anymore literally like he's incapable of it he doesn't get tired so he is on the job 24 7 uh in multiple places doing things and he starts to become overwhelmed by the responsibility of that power you know great power yeah with great power comes great responsibility what happens with ultimate power yeah. ultimate, <laughs> ultimate responsibility. responsibility right omega and responsibility king of the responsibility <laughs> so uh kyle decides to travel to oa uh which is barren now because you know no guardians no green lanterns and he uses the power of Ion to recreate the central power battery and the Guardians. Yes. And oh, nice guy. Yeah, he becomes, like, obviously the hero of the entire core. They call him the Torchbearer because... In the darkness. He, yeah, he literally restarted the core. He brought light back to the universe from darkness. And... He was a little selfish in the sense that uh, he kept a few special properties for his ring. Uh, oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But besides that, uh, he was really not any more powerful than any of the other Green Lanterns at this point. And yeah, I mean, he, um, what's it called? What were the couple of perks that he kept? I, I know one um, of them, or actually two of them, 
One of them was that he was able to call his ring back from like if if somebody had snatched it from him, he could mm. just call it back to himself. That was something that like none of the Green Lanterns could do prior. Um, as well as his power and battery was in like a little pocket dimension, he could just grab, yeah, pull it out anytime. And yeah, yeah. he kept a, like his ring had like a direct line to the central battery, so he could mm. never run out of energy completely. Oh right, 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 right. Well, uh, all, he also all the rings technically, new... all the rings technically have a direct line to the central power battery. If yeah, I they do correctly. now. It's just he. So one of the so to mention that like those abilities that you're mentioning, mm -hmm. they kind of become standard to the course to the core itself once eventually. he recreates them. Yeah, eventually. eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, also, uh, yeah, with Kyle so, bringing the Guardians back to life, uh, Paulo, you mentioned earlier that they were completely devoid of emotion and you know we're we're kind of stoic and all that jazz earlier, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So something that he does is when he brings them when he brings them back, like he brings back. 12 of them uh but they're not just a bunch of like old they're, they're not just a bunch old of like men. tiny old blue dudes they have yeah. genders now they're also kids yeah and they have emotions yes that's a big uh, thing that's a big, it is a big thing and so kyle like, he does a great job uh eventually you know he does screw up a bit at first cockiness being new to the job but he proves his own over and over throughout uh, his own run and in the Justice League. Uh, at one point, containing uh, a supernova with the power of his will and then <laughs> help from future Superman. But yeah, he, he does quite a bit, you know. There's becomes, a lot of crazy comes God, restarts the Green Lantern Corps, you know. Becomes that's all what like, else, you know? yeah the greatest hero that the green lantern Corps has ever seen no, no big deal. <laughs> that's all no and, big deal, and like this all happens within like a decade how wow so yeah we're about 10 10 10 to 15 years worth of comedy happens. i mean it's it's already sounding kind of boring honestly you know if he's just walks onto the job and is just that broken already he's well, he, he was broken he's not as though ion, that's the thing but that's the thing he was broken as ion uh, yeah but that was just a, a short storyline. Oh, that was what, like a, so that was like a six, not not even a six month thing, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So I all of it. these different, all of these different threads that we've been giving you, like all these different things that have happened. Um, it's all at first they're all just kind of like separate parts of the mythos. Mm. Um, they all just kind of take place in their own like little thing. It's not until two thousand four. That... Before we get there, do you want me to touch on something else? Oh, uh, yes. You, yes. There's one go thing ahead. about it. There's one more so, thing that we need to talk about. There's something still going on. Right. Before so, any of this happens, you think Hal Jordan's dead. Yeah. Go ahead, Ed. Oh, fine. Um, yeah. So I mean I mean Hal Hal was dead. He did die. You know, he yeah. he gives up his powers, he reignites the sun, and he essentially dies in, in the center of it. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, he ends up meeting God and desperately wants to be redeemed because you know in his final in his final moments of living he was trying to redeem himself he was trying to be the hero that he always was um so he he pleads and he's like listen i i, I just want to be better um and they give him the chance but he's like you you're gonna get your chance but you're gonna be the new host of the spirit of vengeance the the, the uh the the, the, the specter, the specter. Um, uh, so when I, I say the specter, I could go back. Is this really necessary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, I can't, and I'm not even sure if I can. I mean, I said earlier, I can. Oh, yeah, I got this. I don't know if I can put into words just very quickly of how powerful the specter is. Like he, he's literally like, like when I said the spirit of vengeance, he's the right hand of like the of God. the old, <laughs> the old, well, the old testament like Judeo Christian God. 
Fire and brimstone. Exactly. Very much so. Like he mm. he has no problem. So going back to to that, um, so Hal Jordan is the host of the Spectre, and um in the storyline that we're about to talk about, Rebirth, um, Hal visits his friend Ollie, you know, Ol- uh, Oliver Queen Green Arrow. He goes to visit him and they talk about some stuff, and you find out that uh Ollie actually has one of Hal's rings. Um, he has he had he keeps the ring as a memorial to him and all this stuff. So the villain that I was talking about before, William Hand, Black Hand, hmm? breaks into um Oliver Queen's arrow cave in order he's, to he's steal, doing crimes, like you were saying yeah, before. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Doing crimes to steal <laughs> the Green Lantern ring because the Green Lantern ring gives him like he can absorb its power using his little cosmic wand uh to make himself more powerful. So he goes to steal it. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hal Jordan's there and Hal's like, what are you doing? That's not yours. So <laughs> Oliver's about to about to go it's stop like him. crimes, bro. Exactly. <laughs> he goes to see he goes to stop him. He's like about to he shoots. So he shoots William Hand like right in his hand and like pegs <laughs> him to a to a wall. And then the spirit of vengeance, because the spirit of vengeance is, you know, its own entity mm-hmm. is like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, hand for a hand for a thief. He <laughs> burns, like literally cauterizes his hand, uh, the hand of William Hand off. Yeah, yeah, wow. he's not screwing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't screw around. He doesn't play games. That's the Spectre being nice, by the <laughs> yeah, way. That, yeah, that yeah. was the Spectre. That was Hal Jordan going. What are you doing? <laughs> Hal Jordan being like, I don't want to do this. And he's Hal, like, and, we're and, doing and it. And it must be served. Yeah. <laughs> the Spectre's just like, this is trifle. We shouldn't be dealing with this. There's a there is a child that was just murdered in some random city somewhere that you need to enact vengeance on. There's and evil like, No! I'm visiting <laughs> my friend. I'm trying to have a conversation here. We're making oh, tea. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this. So how is now the um the host of, of of the Spectre. Now, all of this kind of leads into what we're going to talk about next, which is um, in greatest my retcon, personal opinion, the greatest retcon yeah. in the history of comics. Yeah, hands down, the greatest retcon in the history of. In two thousand three, two thousand four, they give a a a writer that was relatively known for only just a couple of runs on Justice League. He wrote an Avengers story at one point. He'd written some of the flash mm-hmm. um, um he had a run on jsa at that point too that yeah, was really that's right, good the jsa um, run that was really good he he, he actually he did DC. a bunch but yeah but he wasn't like he wasn't like a big name though like people weren't yeah. like oh my god jeff johns <clears throat> yeah he wasn't a superstar yet exactly oh. he wasn't a superstar yet so they he throws a pitch at dc about bringing back hal jordan as green lantern mm-hmm. and this is where he takes this piece of history, that piece of history, that piece of history, this is that happened. And he just weaves this beautiful story. And like, like I said, it, 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 he writes everything into it. He includes, you know, John Stewart plays a huge role. Guy Gardner plays a huge role. Sinestro plays a huge role. Um, everyone Kilowog. who's been like, yeah, Kilowog, Kilowog, who is the, um, just a quick mention. He's the, um, the he's essentially, the, of the yeah, he's essentially like, like the head trainer of the Green Lantern Corps. If, if yeah. the, the Green Lantern Corps is a military unit, he's the uh, the head trainer. Yeah, he's mm. the, he's their drill sergeant. He's the guy who tells them how to fucking use the ring. Like this gotcha. is what you do, 
poosers. <laughs> yeah, is he poosers. like a Lee Harley yeah. Army kind of guy? Yeah, that's kind of how they how they bill him out to be. Like he he's he's this big, gruff, pink pig looking dude. And it, 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 like I said, he he he's cool. Like he you, is cool. You, you'll 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 know more about him as as the story goes. So gotcha. Jeff John takes takes everything that's going on right now, and he makes all of it make makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, he like he takes like all of a sudden the yellow the yellow weakness is no longer stupid. Now it makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, why Hal Jordan went crazy, super cuckoo crazy. Uh, makes sense. Uh, I thought it made sense before, but I'll yeah, I'll, I'll talk about that. Crazy. Yeah, he starts the story off with Kyle having gone to space, and he crash lands on Earth in a in a ship. It's very reminiscent of the way Abin Sor landed on Earth. He crashes into a ship, and on the ship, he's carrying the body of Hal Jordan. He went into the sun and took the body of Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I this, need this. Yes, exactly. So while all this is happening, Hal is on Earth doing his normal thing. He's he's trying to atone for everything that he's done. The Spectre is forcing him to do things he doesn't want him to do. And vengeance. The whole thing with Black Hand happens. He tries to go to a baseball game with um, John and and Guy just to kind of reconnect and talk to them, so that like you know they don't think that he's still the same crazy villain that he was when he died. Mm-hmm. Um, and people start like um, magically trying to like confess all their sins to Hal because the spirit of vengeance just kind of in being in the presence of that everybody starts going crazy and starts like confessing sins and whatnot. I mean, I would too. I mean, it's the spirit of vengeance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I don't want to give away too much because I really want people to read that story because it, it does such a great job of re-examining the mythos and everything they bring back hal in the story and bring him back to being the main green lantern by retconning what exactly the yellow impurity is so the yellow impurity the weakness against yellow isn't actually just a random weakness as it turns out the guardians had originally imprisoned a what is essentially a yellow fear demon it's mm-hmm. the living embodiment of fear. Yeah, it's will. the living embodiment of fear within the power battery, within the central power are, battery. Yeah, because they're guarding the universe. It's not like they're exactly. just, you know, these useless yeah. nothings, Paulo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you, fi- you come to find out that they did this, they imprisoned this before, like, well-known history, and Kyle finds this out. Like, Kyle finds out that this is what the Guardians did, and that is why all the Green Lanterns were weak to yellow. So he comes to realize that parallax is trying to come back this this creature this yellow fear creature still lives inside of hal and the specter is trying to like actually exercise the parallax spirit outside out of hal jordan but what's happening uh. is parallax is actually infecting the specter mm. Oh, and making and yeah, exactly. So if you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it, this is the spirit yeah. of vengeance. That O is the oh my god moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like fear, literally the the embodiment of, of, of the concept of fear is corrupting the right hand of God. Exactly. Oh my god, it took me so long to figure this out because you know in the old westerns, if if you're a coward, you're considered yellow. Yeah. Holy crap! 
Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah. Well, so one of the things, so that's that's actually something to t- so we're, we would get to touch on. So now we're wondering, you're like, oh, how did Hal Jordan become? What what is the whole thing with Parallax and Hal Jordan? As it turns out, when how ha- what what happened was Parallax was imprisoned within the central power battery. Sinestro mm-hmm. was also imprisoned within the central power battery, and oh, Sinestro made contact and awoke parallax and parallax starts to exercise his his effects upon the core influence exactly he pretty much influences hal jordan he starts to take little by little make him doubt himself make him fear his decisions um and gets him more insecure i want to say that he even gives like they even uh justify at the time um like hal had like like a bit of gray showing in his hair like all of all of hal's insecurities of getting older Mm -hmm. uh with that like because like anybody even getting older themselves will probably just have that little voice in their head that's going oh man like i can't believe i have these gray hairs i can't believe like i'm getting you know i'm, I'm gaining weight all that jazz my but wife that's found just a gray parallax hair in his ear you know what yeah, i mean Yeah, my wife found a gray hair the other day in my head it terrified me <laughs> <laughs> uh don't worry paulo you're not getting older it's just the parallax fear demon sick <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, thank goodness! It's only that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> thank God. Oh my God, it's just a giant yellow space bug. Like, <laughs> so we come to find, yeah, we come, so we've come to find out that that Hal is becoming like the the influence of Parallax is affecting Hal, and the destruction of Coast City is like the snap. Like yeah. that's mm. the thing that breaks him, and that's and, what lets Parallax really infected. Yeah, and that's the reason that he goes on rampage to to kill the entire Green Lantern Corps and to go to the central power battery. Uh, we come to find out, you know, you think Sinestro's dead. It turns out Sinestro didn't die when, when he snapped his neck, the power of parallax and the ring kept him alive. And he's been hiding all this time. Ah. So you, you find out that Sinestro was the one who spoke to parallax. Sinestro's the one who started planning everything. And Sinestro's Sinestro wanted to destroy everything that Hal was. And he ah. found Parallax to do it. Gotcha. So that, 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 not only that, but like, so because Parallax is now like free and able to roam, he starts to affect the last of the Green Lanterns that are still around. So Guy Gardner gets infected, Kilowog gets infected, uh, John Stewart gets infected again. Uh, and they start attacking like members of the Justice League. They start attacking random, like they, 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 they go haywire. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, Coast City just fucking reappears out of nowhere. Oh, that I forgot about that. That they never rebuilt Coast City out of like a, no. it's, it was like a nine eleven never forget like memorial thing. Exactly, like Coast City was never rebuilt, and all of a sudden, because Parallax was affecting Hal Jordan still, and Hal Jordan was now had the power of the Spirit of Vengeance. Fucking Coast City just fucking reappears. The whole city is just rebuilt. Mm. It's just there. Yep, yeah, just there. It's just there. It's just there. And because it was willed into existence, it's now there. Like there's actual infrastructure. Like people could move there if they so chose. <laughs> yeah, the people didn't come back, but the city yeah, no, reappeared. Pe- yeah, the city just reappeared, but the people just didn't come back. Um, and so there's like this huge fight where the Spectre pretty much separates himself from Paul Jordan. And the Spectre is like running away because he's scared of Parallax. Parallax is actually strong enough to affect um the spirit of vengeance right and uh, the spirit of vengeance has never known fear 
Exactly. That's something, and that's something that they 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 make a point of acknowledging is yellow is the color of fear. Fear is like so. What they what they start doing is now they start introducing this idea that emotions have certain colors associated with. So the color green is associated with the color, the the emotion, not the emotion of willpower, the, really the force the, of willpower. Yeah, the force of willpower. Uh, the the fear itself is considered yellow, and the yellow fear demon is parallax. It's the embodiment of fear in the universe, and Sinestro is using that as his own kind of source of power. That's where his like that's how he discovered the the power to do the with the yellow ring that he was wielding to fight uh Green Lantern all these years that he's been that he's been um we find out that that's the reason that they they can't over they can't uh affect yellow is because of the yellow impurity. Uh what they do mention also is that the fact that Kyle Rayner can do it can overcome can overcome that yellow impurity is because Kyle knows fear. And as opposed to overcoming it he understands it and he's able to actually defeat it as yes. opposed to just being just like oh i can't affect it i'm just gonna keep going and muscle past it no and just, i gotta i gotta interrupt you just to so how beautifully jeff johns interwove uh just little bits of history uh, there was a scene in uh justice league uh i believe this uh issue was written by mark wade i could be wrong about that but they interact with uh, Dream of the Endless, which is uh, Sandman, uh, part of DC's Vertigo line. And uh, Dream, uh, it, he's part of the story, but at some point he tells Kyle, um, like, you know, don't doubt yourself. Uh, you will surpass Hal Jordan. And he's like, how am I supposed to surpass Hal Jordan? Like, he's the greatest Green Lantern there ever was. Like what do what do I understand that Hal Jordan doesn't? And he just and Dream just responds, "You understand fear. You will surpass him." Hmm. And th that took like years before the storyline. Oh yeah, because that's also oh, wow. prior to that's prior to all the Ion stuff. That's prior mm -hmm. to him uh, reigniting the or him uh, resurrecting the Guardians. Um, you know, yeah, that, that was that was something that they 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 were kind of planning for. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that. Man, Sandman is something I've actually read on on Doug's recommendation. I absolutely loved it. I don't think I got as that far um, to Kyle, but yeah, Sandman. Oh, well, it, it happens in Justice League. Uh, oh, the, oh, 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 not in the Sandman, but you, everybody should read Sandman. It's actually my favorite series of all time. But Sandman, yeah, I loved it. Moving on, Sandman's though. a. Uh, I was gonna say Neil Neil Gaiman stories. Yeah. the art is always really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've actually not read it. I should. I, I borrowed it from Matt and. Oh, you have it. Yes, I have it. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Paulo, we continue. I just I had to throw that in there to show no. how beautifully Jeff Johns had interwoven all of these little bits of lore and history and things that didn't make sense and suddenly made all of it make sense. It, it, and Doug it kind of encapsulated perfectly. He took bits and pieces of the entire the entirety of the stories that were told in the past and built an entire mythology around this this character and this um this color green mm -hmm. you know the the i don't want to i don't want to ruin everything in the story because i highly recommend read green lantern Rebirth. it's one of the best uh stories that lead into even greater stories like um it introduces Sinestro. the idea yes yeah, Sinestro. 
Like it fixes it fixes Sinestro to not be just some weird Dolly looking motherfucker <laughs> to, to to actually being a true true villain in the greater sense of the DC universe. Um, it inter- like so it introduces it leads into the follow it, it leads into the the build up for Green Lantern. It, it it goes deeper into the mythos, and then we get introduced to probably this is the story that got me back into comics. It's a story called the Sinestro Corps. All of a sudden, Sinestro figures out, I have parallax. I'm going to make my own core. And he makes a fear-wielding, ring-slinging evildoers, and they take the war to the Green Lanterns. And it's the first time that the Green Lanterns have... Aside from the battle with Parallax, is the first time this is this is like a brand new core practically at this point. It, they, it is. Everyone's only been ring slinging for maybe a couple of years. Um, everyone has no idea what they're doing. Kyle is kind of in this dark place because his mother just died. Uh, John and Guy are doing their thing. Hal has been doing his thing. the The universe is recovering from the Infinite Crisis uh, crossover, where at this point they have the uh, the Owens have a a jail cell where they're keeping a crazy Superboy oh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from an alternate universe yeah. that oh, actually b- believes himself to be the most powerful being in the universe. Well, he was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Put, put it this way. Put it this way. To to, to give you a a, a TLDR, a, a too long did not read a long story short, the Spark Notes version of Superboy Prime. Um, you know that that bloody swath we were talking about, where where uh, Hal Jordan just just ran through the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. it's like that on a universal scale yeah yeah like yeah super uh, superboy prime went one-on-one with a bunch with like half the green lantern corps and just murdered them because they were in his <laughs> way like they were yeah, they were like, like it, it was inconsequential you know what i mean yeah. like he just regular he flew Superman through them doesn't <laughs> even hold a candle to the level of power that he did uh i remember uh one time when he, uh superboy prime fought black adam and Black Adam like hits him as hard as he can. Black Adam is a character as powerful as Superman. And he Superboy just goes, That kind of tickled. I thought you well, were supposed to be one of the strong ones. Well, it's, not, <laughs> it's not even that he hits him full force. He hits him with the magical lightning. He yells Shazam yeah. and hits him with the lightning and he goes, Oh, magic? He's like, that tick. He's like, that kind of Yeah, tickles. Superboy Prime is not affected by magic. Like, I was about to oh, say, I thought that was like one of Superman's big uh, things. It, it is. <laughs> but now Superboy Prime is Superboy Prime, next level. Yeah, so Superboy Super Prime is so strong that he brought a character that, was, that had been dead for like 20 years back to life by punching the fabric of time. Oh it's boy, Damn. Edge triggered, Edge triggered. Oh no. We're that's not, actually how I, I've always yeah. summed up that story. Uh, I'm not, uh, yeah, we're crisis. not going to get into that. Like, because, yeah. <laughs> dude, oh God, I'm just going to, I'm going to just start yelling if that's the case. Like, uh, I want to do an episode with Edge just yelling about Superboy Prime. <laughs> uh, we'll save that for another day. Yes. Um, But no, so, so just to kind of wrap up, like, what this brings about, and it will probably lead into future episodes. Um, you know, that's just the beginning of what Jeff John does to the Green Lantern mythology. You know, now now we have a fight between two, like, what are considered the greatest Green Lanterns fighting each other along with the, 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 the core members that they follow. You know, he brings back Ion. He introduces, um, you know, uh, he introduces the entirety of what's called the emotional color spectrum shortly thereafter uh, because he reaches back into the prophecies that 
uh, were like just they're literally two panels or three panels in that were written by Alan Moore when he wrote a couple of issues of Green Lantern. Did he even write a couple? Where they I, thought back. Like a, I thought it was just like an annual he wrote. It was just some kind was of it like a one throwaway. shot. Like it wasn't even that big a thing. It was just some like throwaway thing that like nobody panels. read in the eighties. Like yeah, it was two panels that were written by Alan Moore where he calls into this prophecy that these um what, what are called the 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 inversions. They're these prisoners that are uh, locked away on a on a planet in a sector that the Guardians have hidden away because uh, no one's supposed to know about them. They lock them away, and they're like they do. They give these weird prophecies because the sector was destroyed by a police force that the the Guardians had created. Ah, oh, they before the Green Lanterns. Yes, yeah, the, the Manhunters. The Manhunters, and because there was no emotion to them thought process to them aside from what they um from from what their their prime directive was which is to bring her they decimated an entire sector yeah, yeah they destroyed they're, they're, it they killed everybody and there's only five survivors yeah yeah their their prime directive yeah. was was no was no one escapes the manhunters um they took that literally that like no one will escape us by any means necessary yeah, pretty much. And it was it was probably one of the more incredible storylines um, that Jeff Johns wrote as he just reached in and these random things and just started piecing them together. Uh, I, I, I love everything that he did with that. And it's probably by far some of the best comic book reading that I've done. Uh, and it, it, it like I said, it's a story of redemption. It's a story of um, revenge it's a story of just finding oneself because if there's one thing that we can learn from the lanterns it's that they all have flaws they all have weaknesses but as long as they figured out who they were they're always going to be able to overcome anything that's thrown at them so with that being said um do you think we, we missed anything you want to tell us what we, uh, you know what was well, wrong anything i don't Anything that we missed, I think we could come back with when we deal with the whole emotional spectrum. How does he fly? <laughs> he wills himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the first thing that came to my like, wait, they never explained that part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just give me a, a one-sentence explanation, and I think we'll wrap it up then. He pretty much wills himself to be able to fly, just like he wills himself to do anything else that he can do. And flying is scary, so the Sinestro Corps can fly, too. <gasps> Blow my mind, Doug. Good enough for me, guys. All right, all. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night. Good night, folks. All right. Those guys aren't around to tell me no, so I want to do this in a Kermit voice. If you have a question, a topic you would like us to cover, or simply wish to tell us all the facts we screwed up, feel free to email us at multiverse at gmail.com. Also, feel free to visit our website at laymansguidetothemultiverse.com. All right, enough of the Kermit voice. 
Our intro music is Dance Rocket, off the album Descent of the Goober Monster by Jesse Spillane and is licensed under an attribution 4.0 international CC by 4.0 license off freemusicarchive.org. Our technical difficulty music was the Dvorak Polka by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, http colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Our intermission music was Kernerline Dreams, also by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license, creativecommons.org licenses by 3.0. And our outro music is Miami Nights, extended theme by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License, HTTP colon slash slash creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs>